Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily, everybody. Trevor Hall here. Moving along with the day with a corporate update from Western Copper and Gold. They do trade on the TSX and the NYSE American with WRN. They've been a longtime sponsor of the podcast. And with me from the company, the returning champion, Mr. Paul West Sells, CEO. Paul, welcome back to the podcast. Trevor, always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, it hasn't been too long. You and I enjoyed a, a, a wonderful meal in London last week and got to kind of catch up uh, on a couple of different things. And so we'll welcome you back on the podcast so we can open up the conversation to a public forum a little bit. But I know you're in London. Obviously, there were some important meetings to be had last week. You weren't the only one in London for the LME Week festivities with important meetings. But give us a sense i mean obviously there hasn't been any news out that material news that required a news release but i think people would love to know you know how were the conversations <laughs> regarding casino last week yeah no it, it was uh it, it was a good week uh lme week and i caught up with uh you know a, n- a number of, of groups but you know of course i think importantly i had a chance to get to catch up with both mitsubishi and and rio tinto and um yeah i mean both, uh, I mean, obviously with, with Mitsubishi, we're we're in the middle of our, our you know, our agreement. Uh, you know, we our investor rights agreement goes until March 2025, and so we're we're in the the first bits of it, and, and that was really around some drilling that we did this year, and then that's going to turn into some mat work next year. And uh, yeah, it was it was actually an interesting conversation. We they they sent up a number of their uh, geologists up to site. And, and you know, Mitsubishi doesn't have a lot of a lot of places where they can send uh, geologists to an exploration site. So they were pretty excited about that, and, and you know, really appreciated the opportunity for uh, them to get some of their young geologists really, really well trained up. Um, and then met met with Rio. You met with the senior team at Rio in London, and uh, of course, the the question there is what what's next. I mean, our our current agreement with Rio expires. Our investor rights agreement expires at the end of uh, November. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they they remain very keen on the project. You know, we talked about talked about what's going to be next, and uh, yeah, I mean, I can't of course get into that now, but uh, you know, what I can say is that uh, it was a, a very positive conversation, and um, you know, I'm I'm excited actually about about what what's going to be next uh, um, with them. What are the options on the table there? If that investor rights agreement expires in November, this is coming on after that year extension that was already in place from last year. Uh, what are the options on the table now between Western and Rio? Well, I mean, I, you know, I guess you can say all the options are on the table, right? I mean, uh, so I mean, the one thing that I would point out is that when we extended the agreement. Uh, essentially a year ago that that was that was built into that agreement so built into the original agreement was the option for a one-year extension that op there's no additional extension option so you know what uh, you know if we were to contemplate anything further with Rio it would be a new agreement with them okay very good I mean I, I guess uh, this market has created a, a little bit of a conundrum, specifically for late development uh, projects. Casino is not one of a, you know, is not the only one out there. But the valuations have just been absolutely beaten up. Uh, little inflows, little interest. Obviously, I don't have to tell you that. But I, you know, with a project 
like Casino that is meant for, you know, these mines, these generational type mines do not come around very often or these mining opportunities. And so you're looking for an acquire of some sort. Now, does that include both of your partners, Mitsubishi and Rio? I, I guess we'll, we're yet to see. But in this kind of time of low valuations, what is the conversation or the thought process that you and your board are having regarding selling this thing, knowing that you have been valued at a much higher spot in recent years and now here you are coming in your crunch time with Rio and your valuation now is not that where it once was. I hope that makes sense of the question. There's a lot. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, if if you're in discussions for acquisition, you want to negotiate from strength and and right. <laughs> name a explorer dev uh, development uh, mining company right now, and none of us are in positions of strength, and, and we're no different. Um, although I would point out that you know we we certainly have pulled back, but you know not not to the extent that some have. Um, but yeah, it it it's you know it is a very interesting situation in that we have this dialogue uh, happening where, um, you know, in around critical minerals and around electrification and around the importance of copper and the important, and you have governments. I mean, you know, we just signed up and we're going to be in New York in December and it's this big critical minerals thing that's being put on by Canadian government to appease to the, to the U.S., you know, because the U.S. government is really pushing this. And, and yet, you know, Every mining company is 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 not doing very well in terms of their share price. So, um, it, you know, I mean, the the thing that is, I think, we're in a good position, and the reason that we're in a good position is because, as you know, the challenge with junior mining companies is that, you know, until you until you sell the project, until you get into production. You really are reliant upon, you know, funding investors continuing to invest. So, in a situation like we have right now, um, you know, those investors are are sitting on the sidelines, and that's one of the reasons you've seen the pullback in share prices. Whereas with us, a couple of things. First of all, we have an enviable cash position. A mid-year, we had thirty-six million dollars. We'll end well above twenty um, by the end of the year, mm-hmm. and we have. Rio Mitsubishi as as our strategic partners as important people that you know can provide funding if you know if required um, you know it, it's there it's in their interest I mean they made their strategic investments because they like the project they want to be you know eventually a big part of the project and um, so you know they they do remain sources of funding in terms of moving forward. Um. Let me ask you about the copper market here. We just had a discussion yesterday with George Ogilvie from Arizona Sonoran. Uh, You know, they obviously published their updated resource estimate. Um, And we've talked about time. I asked him about the timing of that project development and where we're at in the cycle, the copper cycle. Uh, You know, things haven't been great in copper. In fact, I've been probably one of the more outspoken, uh, I don't know if bearish is the right word, but concerned about copper uh, in the short term, but but certainly not in the long term here. Uh, But, you know, give us a sense of the things you were hearing regarding the copper market 
in London last week, other than some of the biggest copper promoters standing by their copper position and going out of their way and saying just maybe short the lithium producers that was a different that was an interesting conversation at the uh, canadian mining symposium but to give us a sense of what you heard about copper last week <laughs> yeah yeah no i i won't be as bold as to uh say to short lithium but i'd certainly say copper is a better <laughs> bet uh in in, in the, sh- the short medium and long term um yeah it it's uh well you know we're we're, we're in this interesting um position right now you know we're we're coming off of the china really dominating um what what happens with the copper market and um you know moving into really electrification and and energy transition as as the big drivers and so we're sort of in this in between those two but over the last i mean you know again you know the thing about lme week is you run into all these different people and you know this was this was not Rio or, or Mitsubishi was actually running into a couple other people and and yeah I mean what what they were saying is what's happening right now is is there's a, a large trading house actually that's that you know had built up a position that they need to unwind and so you're seeing that in terms of um, you know L, LME stocks are going up um, and copper prices impacted but negatively impacted by that and and really this is just an unwinding of a position and i think that this has got to it'll work its way through here over the next little few weeks and, and then you know things will be back to normal because if you look actually at the data out of china i mean they're importing like crazy so you know china's importing like crazy you have electrification happening yet you know, got stocks going up and prices got pressure on it so it's like something isn't adding up and that's the part that that isn't adding up and and uh you know that this hap this seems to happen every I don't know, 10 years or so where, you know, some big trading house has some big position and they have to unwind it and you hear about it after the fact and it's, you know, somebody got fired and somebody you got, got too far out over their skis as those of us from skiing jurisdiction mm-hmm. uh, refer to it as and, uh, and, and then that's got to get unwound. So anyhow, that's a rumor I heard, um, you know, whether sure. or not it remains to be true, I uh, guess we'll find out here, uh, you know, in the aftermath of everything. Yeah. All right. Well, copper rumors are one thing. How about any gold rumors? I was on the airplane Friday flying home when gold made that $60 run, Paul. I believe you were still in London. Uh, you know, what were you hearing of the causes? I mean, there's a number of things that you could kind of point to why gold made that massive run in one day, uh, whether it was a short squeeze or people just not wanting to be short gold through the geopolitical situation in the Middle East through the weekend. Um, but here we are kind of still kind of holding those highs in the gold price uh, relatively close. So, you know, what were you hearing on the gold trade, if anything? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is, is the geopolitical situation in the Middle East. I mean, having been in this industry for the amount of years that I have, you see, I mean, let's be honest, it's, it's, it's a bit of a sad reflection, but, you know, wars are good for the price of gold initially. I mean, it's, it, it, it sort of is... You know, there's a knee-jerk reaction in, into gold, uh, in, into and, and it drives the price up. It doesn't tend to, you know, it, it it locks into a certain extent. It doesn't sort of continue to go. It's sort of like once things start, there's a bump. Um, you know, we we've seen that here. You know, you saw that. Uh, you know, when you know Russian Ukraine started, etc. So I mean that this is sort of a typical reaction that that you see. Now I was surprised at the magnitude. Um, you know it was, mm-hmm. but I mean I think it was more of a reflection on on the pre- how the pressures on the gold price. Like it sort of 
there wasn't a really good reason for gold to drop from you know low 1900s to low 1800s and so i think that that sort of came back um that's why it sort of came back as well as it did all right uh i, I think the last question i had for you paul the last time you and i talked was last month at the precious metals summit uh we talked a little bit about you know your your assessment guidelines for a casino uh and also we hinted kind of more about the development of connecting yukon with bc hydro uh, any sort of new developments on that side of things over the last few weeks that, I mean, that's really important news to be following, not just for casino, but for all of UConn. Yeah, no, and, and yeah, that's, I mean, if, if that is going to be a big, big focus of, of what, what we're doing, I mean, and, and, you know, I mean, one thing I can share about our conversations with Rio is, is that's a big focus for them as well, um, is, is green power. I mean, everybody, I mean, every, Mining company, particularly the major mining companies, are really looking to to source green power, green copper. Um, you know, these are important things to investors. These are important things to to average Canadians and uh, you know average people in the mining industry. So, it's um, I'd actually just talked to the Yukon government uh, yesterday about it. Um, it's you know they're really driving this. I mean, it's it's obviously something that is important to you know us and our company for the for the casino project but in the in the Yukon in more general terms i mean it, this is a jurisdiction that's running out of power and you know when they're running out of power what do they do they just keep renting diesel generators right so it's right, i mean a right, diesel right. generator short of a coal-fired power plant is about as dirty a power as you can get but like it's also you know you can just phone someone up and get it the next day and and it you know stops the bleeding right so they need a long-term solution um uh we you know would like to have a long-term solution rio is looking for a long-term solution so you know we're all pulling in the same direction on this and um yeah it's it's a big focus of what we're doing and yeah i mean i think i talked to yukon government they're making good progress um and uh you know hopefully I'm hoping we can get some some announcements out of the government here by the end of the year, but uh, we'll we'll see how things go. All right, very good. All right, Paul, great conversation. Thanks so much uh, for that insight here. I uh, will obviously be following very closely in the coming weeks, uh, expecting a little bit more clarity and news out of your partnerships you have there. But until then, uh, stay safe. I'm assuming uh, the camp's starting to wind down for the year. Oh yeah, no, the camp the camp's closed. Yeah. No, it's it's camp is closed. It is wound down. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I mean, right. yeah, it was a week and a half ago. I guess it did fully close down. So yeah, no. Next thing will be okay. some some assays coming out here on on the drilling and and kicking off some the met program and then um, yeah, and then of course the big the big thing is going to be you know what, what's next with Rio and and as I said, we're we're we had we had a good discussion and stay tuned. All right. All right, everybody, that's your update from Western Copper and Gold and CEO Paul West Sells. We'll be back tomorrow morning with the morning briefing. Have a wonderful evening. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.